Palace presents. The holy grail here is to make the network and the devices fully autonomous. This is artificial intelligence. Welcome to our series of Talis podcasts on artificial intelligence. With us to discuss the subject of AI and IoT is Stephen Spellacy, head of products and marketing at Guavas, a Talis company. Welcome, Stephen, and thank you for delving into AI, analytics, and IoT and highlighting some key use cases that illustrate where AI and IoT are going. First, Stephen, tell us a bit about Guavas. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Guavas is in the big data analytics space, mainly focused on communication service providers, or otherwise known as CSPs. As well, we are focused on the industrial IoT use cases. We are able to handle very large volumes of data that are sourced from either subscriber or devices that sit within the mobile network. Most importantly, we apply analytics to these pieces of data to deliver key value-add use cases that our customers seek. The use cases ultimately aim at maximizing subscribers' experiences. How do these things work? The whole process starts with the devices getting connected to the network and then the network fabric itself. There are a lot of consumer, enterprise, and industrial IoT devices that are always connected to the network. Some are mission critical and need different levels of communication quality and security, as I said earlier. For example, vending machines are not so critical, but medical devices and transportation-oriented devices are highly critical. How do artificial intelligence and you help there? We help service providers not only monitor those kinds of devices, but we enable them to deliver the best of class quality of service that is needed to meet the objective of criticality. If we can predict what these issues are and that that, that these devices will be facing and which of those will require someone to go out versus perhaps doing a firmware update or restarting a device remotely, um, that's where maintaining the health of the device can come at a reduced cost, and it plays a key role in how you operate. That's where things like AI can really help. So you're applying reasoning and predictive analytics so customers can take prescribed actions? Yes. In fact, the applications of analytics to IoT fall into two basic areas. The application of the device itself, like a smart thermostat so that the manufacturer can leverage the data so they know when to turn up the thermostat, for example, based on your usage uh, characteristics. And then there's the data that runs over the network so that the network provider has the smarts in the system to ensure continued connectivity, to ensure the device is performing and not going to some strange IP address, uh, maybe related to a security threat. That's at the network layer of the IoT device, and that's where Guavis really specializes. Some companies want machine learning and artificial intelligence, but forget that they need data and how to get that data. Generally, the people we speak with intellectually understand data, but from an operational perspective, that's where people kind of get lost. Um, You know, where do you get the data? What does it mean? There's all sorts of different sources. So what we actually take um, at Guavis, we take a consultancy approach to this with our customers. Um, It's fundamental paradigm shift that we try to get across to our customers. And normally people think of the technology as inputs and outputs and performs a specific function, and that's clearly understood. But analytics are primarily delivered through software, and there's also data that powers that. Now, machine learning and artificial intelligence are designed to take that data and turn it into something valuable that a human or a downstream system can utilize or optimize. The nature of statistics and the quality of data and relative to the information that you need, it's a brand new dynamic in the way you look at analysis of data, in addition to otherwise deterministic functionality of what software gets deployed. In the IoT world, data matters now more than ever. Definitely, right. But data is an alien concept to some. 
what do you need in the context of that data? That's a big question. What's the actual information that you're seeking and what data do you need to support that? How can you find it? Executing the processes within your organization to pull all that information can be an onerous task. In some cases, you know, it requires us going back to the vendors of various IoT devices to make changes inside their system so that they'll provide us with the right information. Even if the machine learning is not in place, you still have these problems. A lot of our value is in helping our customers think through those kinds of challenges, what the use case is, how it relates to business value, what info is needed, what data is needed from you know, which we can derive that info. And then where inside the organization can they get it from? How can they ensure the quality and the accuracy of that information? How will we curate it and make it useful and meaningful? That's all part of the kind of collaboration and the consultancy that we do with our customers. Some people see the power consumption of IoT devices as an issue. What do you think? The majority of IoT devices, especially those in the smart city uh, kind of scenario and industrial sectors, they don't necessarily require the same amount of speed or bandwidth as you would in a consumer cellular device like your cell phone, your iPhone, or your Android. However, power consumption has really been a huge issue, and it's a place where analytics can be applied, especially to enable the understanding of battery consumption for the long life cycle style devices. An example would be um, smart meters. These are the uh, devices that sit on, outside the, uh, the house uh, or the building and provide the utility company with a reading as to what your energy consumption is. Now, excessive network communications can prematurely drain the battery resources in those kind of devices. And analytics can assist utility operators to reduce and refine the data collection frequency so they can limit the impact. In addition, utilities can better protect their grids with an understanding of device behavioral patterns so they can identify potential intrusions or potential infiltration. It seems IoT technology can help make our economy more sustainable. IoT technology can help make our economy and our society much more sustainable, as IoT can essentially be leveraged to save energy in the long run. This technology means smarter objects, mean more efficiency. Collecting, analyzing, and measuring behavioral aspects of the IoT devices are really going to enable societies to fine-tune their energy consumption and then thus can be used to reduce the impact on the environment. Do you have any examples of that in mind? An example use case would be analyzing data from traffic sensors. By doing so, cities and governments can measure and then predict, say, vehicle pattern traffics to better optimize commuting peak times. Beyond that, insights into the data can be used to model the impact of carbon emissions on specific geographies. Regional governments can then leverage this data to apply and enforce traffic policy. Now, Smart cities thus become a little smarter, they become more responsible societies, and that is a win-win for all of us. Isn't security an issue as well? Yeah, it is in general. I mean, in the world of IoT, it's important to have really robust security measures. It's critical that there's no margin for error here. In industries such as transportation, defense, military, cybersecurity, these solutions can't be the same as those deployed for the general public. This is an issue of trust, and that's absolutely crucial. It's our responsibility to help our customers build a trusted environment by providing an instance of strong encryption and secure authentication methods for data, for the devices, for networks, and the various systems and platforms. It's all about trust. Trust comes only if the users and the devices can be identified. Their identity itself must be authenticated, verified, and then, only then, can we understand and explain what the decisions are and why the decisions have been taken. 
These principles extend beyond the network entity, such as users and devices, to actual integrity of data that is being collected and analyzed. You spoke earlier about use cases. What's the state of play in the IoT domain? What kinds of AI and analytics use cases do you see really taking off? With IoT, the CSP use cases typically break down into four major areas or categories, and this is where we see the most traction. First, in monitoring, this is business intelligence-style activity where you generate reports for certain kinds of key operational performance indicators or KPIs. The other is uh, profiling the devices themselves, like what is it spending its time doing on the network, the kinds of insights into the devices and their behaviors. Then there's predictive maintenance, which is interpreting the behaviors of devices in order to predict the need for something like unplanned maintenance or repair. And then lastly, there's device security, which is interpreting behaviors of devices so you can determine if they're engaging in some kind of suspicious activity. Which of these areas offer the greatest value to companies today? Monitoring is clearly the most mature area today as it yields really immediate value. And it's comparatively simple to do, and everyone understands it. This informs like people who are interested or are tasked with capacity planning, investing in the network, uh, building and designing, as well as uh, uh, looking at preventative maintenance style use cases. In predictive maintenance, we're focused on failure prediction. And if it's going to fail, you want to be able to diagnose what's going on with it. Uh, with such uh, analysis, it's really it's hard to do is you can't really touch the device itself. And after you've found the root issue, a key cost-saving result from figuring it out can be resolved remotely rather than to incur the expense of ha- or, or the delay of having to directly intervene. How do you determine if a device will fail? What kind of indicators do you have and how is your system set up to monitor that? A simple analogy might be our own laptop devices, our, you know, our Mac or PC devices. For example, the fan on your laptop is constantly on. Typically, the fan is on when you have higher CPU usage because the machine gets hotter. If we see that it's always on or even when the CPU usage is very, very low, we can effectively ask, what does this mean? Is this the normal behavior or is it something wrong with it such as that the fan will eventually fail? So, you know, these kind of KPIs that you can track, there's, you know, we can look at and we can tease out abnormal behavior. As well, we can provide additional diagnostic information to understand the problems. The KPIs themselves include the device's ever-changing physical characteristic or state, its upstream and its downstream traffic frequency, the amounts, the types, etc. In addition to device log activities, like you know, looking at the logs and debug of a device, there are also ways to interpret the behavioral profiles and provide more contextual information about what might be going on inside the device. Are you hardware agnostic? Who do you work with in the IoT ecosystem? Well, the short answer is we work with anybody. We're, we are hardware agnostic. But let me go back for a moment to how companies get the data out of the devices inside their network. There are two principal ways of getting information and data out of devices. One is observing the device in its operational environment, looking at the device doing the job, then collecting the data, and then monitoring the use case. The IoT devices were never designed for that purpose. Uh, To manifest that data, you have to infer uh, what comes from that, from the network, from the device itself. Guavis has spent a lot of time looking at specifically the periphery of the device and what's happening around it. That's very important to build context. And uh, by virtue of doing that, we are hardware agnostic. We're not looking at specific information from specific manufactured devices. Rather, we're looking at the conditions and the information that exists around devices. Now, some manufacturers have started instrumenting their devices to directly provide key performance information. 
for example, your cable modem for internet access at home. You can log in and see the signal strength or signal quality. The metadata can indicate if the device has failed and so forth and so on. Well, we're getting this information in real time, so we are then able to understand it and see what's happening on the device and perhaps even predict what might happen in the future. What does the future hold? At Talos, we're focused on business values, business value problems that we can actually help solve, where we can leverage AI and machine learning for that purpose. You know, we're driving the current set of problems our customers are facing today and those that we know that they'll be facing tomorrow. We're driven by those current problems of customers, but we're also looking beyond that. The holy grail here is to make the network and the device is fully autonomous so that you can recognize when there are issues happening and that the system on its own can use a knowledge base. In other words, it can become self-optimizing itself. Bear in mind here that there are things that don't really happen overnight. We're slowly getting there. Uh, That's the nature of technology. For certain devices and their operations, it's a piece of cake. You just need to update some firmware or reboot the device itself. We're already at that point today. But then there's those interactions in the network that will be the next phase and the way that companies will deal with how the network changes dynamically. It'll evolve over the next three to five years towards something that's really self-optimizing and that requires, uh, you know, little hands-on maintenance. Thank you, Stephen. And thanks to our listeners. We look forward to having you with us on the next podcast in our series on artificial intelligence. We hope you'll all join us. This was Artificial Intelligence. Thank you for listening and learn more at talisgroup.com.